another episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Clayton Lingle-Zigich. I'm David Foster. And I'm Roy Vandewater. Today we're talking about having fun. So... What's hmm. that? Yeah. Most people, maybe people listening might not know what having fun at work is. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Can you... Are you working if you're having fun? I feel like you can't really do a good job of working if you're not having fun. So, <laughs> I, I definitely feel like there is so much existing baggage in the world. Like, I've heard so many people saying, like, you were having too much fun, or I'm hearing you guys having fun, get back to work, or you guys couldn't possibly be working because I can hear you having fun. Yeah, I think that's because a lot of times fun is, um, like, conflated with goofing off. And so I have personally experienced a lot of times where I have been being very productive and, like, getting a lot of stuff done. And there's been lots of laughter and joking and, and having a good time kind of all around. So stuff that if you were overhearing the team room, you would assume that nothing's happening, uh, which I think is very different. And I also have seen a lot of times where there's just, like, plain old goofing off. And I think the important part is... Um, that the goofing off time has to be very transparent so that there isn't the like temptation to assume that people are always goofing off. And so I think one way that this was solved when we were working out of Gangplank with the Street Fighter and Blitz Machines, which was a lot of fun video games at work, mm-hmm. um, was that they were in a totally separate area of the workspace so that when people decided to stop working and they wanted to go have fun, um, you know, specifically have fun, play video games. It was very clear that they got up from their pairing station and they walked over and they played. And if someone was maybe doing that too much, you would be able to, like, you would notice that they were missing from the team space and they were in the fun space. Like, you could make that distinction. It was very clear. Mm. Uh, I think if it was a situation where people were, um, like, if their version of fun was watching, like, YouTube videos, um, which I've seen something like that, like, or, or like, browsing um, Imager, right? Those are the kind of things I think that are a lot harder to do because then it's hard to tell when someone's working and when they're not working, like when they're goofing off. And I think that's probably more detrimental to the like fun at work movement than anything. Mm-hmm. So are you suggesting that the fun needs to be something that is going to be done in a team way or that fun as a team would be the best well, uh, the best way of doing that? I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I, I kind of feel like the, the YouTube and Imager stuff that you're talking about, like, realistically, everybody knows anyway. Maybe it's harder to have the, con- uh, the confrontation with somebody because you can't point at them and be like, hey, I saw you were over there in the corner the entire time you weren't at your machine. But everybody knows. So that's really just a team, I think, not being brave and bringing it up with people that are abusing that type of fun. But I have seen the, those people, when someone brings it up and makes a joke about, like, well, you know, like, some people watch YouTube all day. I've seen those people say that's not true. I don't watch YouTube all day. Uh, first right? off, don't be passive aggressive, and second, like yeah, but bring I guess it up. I'm saying that it, when you don't have that clear separation, there isn't that transparency. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to just defend yourself and say that's not true. It's a he said, he said, she said thing at that point. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You're not trying to justify it to. Uh, you're not trying to justify it to management. Like you're not ratting this person out. You're saying like, hey, I notice this behavior in you. I am, I have a problem with it. Whether or not you perceive it to be a problem is separate. But let's let's. This is my reality. I realize you have a different reality. Like, let's uh, reconcile those. Well, but I think that conflict is where the don't have fun at work stuff comes from. Because um, I think people that we've seen that say don't have fun at work or you're having too much fun or all we do over here is goof off is when they have their back turned and they hear the laughing, 
maybe that is joking around while you're doing work, and maybe the laughing is you just watching YouTube videos, and they can't tell the difference. And so the the easy answer, like the legalistic answer, is no fun at work. Like any laughing is bad. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, I think that's something you should avoid. So, in a, if you're in a culture, working at a company that has a culture that is like that, that doesn't doesn't actually understand the value of being able to have fun at work, you know, rather they they think that work should be toil. Um, have you seen anything that? that a group could do to maybe be able to introduce that in such a culture, or do they just have to be brave enough to go ahead and, and do it? I think if a team has earned the trust by um, delivering on the stuff that they promised regularly, the, it's going to be really difficult for the organization to criticize their having fun. Okay. Right? So, so if you have that trust, you can say, like, hey, yeah. like I know you got a problem you having fun, but I delivered when other teams didn't. So so would that be a prerequisite then, that if a team understands that, then first they might want to be thinking about how can they get, you know, make it so that they're being held accountable or can be held accountable for the work that they're doing, demonstrate, yes, we can actually do this, and then be able to start changing the culture that way. Yeah. Yeah, because I think there's kind of a weird, um, like it's a weird like trend, basically, where there's probably... Some teams that would start at the beginning, they'd be having fun and it would hurt them. And they would maybe go slower or people would spend too much time doing quote-unquote fun things. And that would be detrimental to like the team and the organization. And then I think as teams maybe mature, they get to a point where they can't go... Like The only way they can be as fast as they are is if they are having fun and they are enjoying what they're doing uh, in that regard. You know, So I think th- there's definitely maybe like a dip, I guess, where... There's some period where you're probably going to see diminished um, like output, I guess. You know, and if you're measuring output, which a lot of people do, then that's an easy way to to say like, oh, okay, like okay, it was fine that you guys had Nerf guns for a while, but you know, you you failed three sprints, so no more Nerf guns. Like, and that might have anything to do with it, but that's such an easy target uh, that people can jump into. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that actually we've we've been doing for quite a while is. Um, at the end of the day, we'll have a, a card game. Um, when we play just you know some various card games, and it's, I think it's a good way for us to have fun. And what we've noticed is that there's been a lot of like really good conversations that have happened in this context because it's still still very work related, and it's things that we would talk about um, like during the work day. It just so happens that maybe they come up at this time, and I don't know if it's like the a relaxed environment or whatever it is, but there's something about that time that. I think makes a, a big difference. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I agree. It's like it's like the informality of it makes it a safe environment to bring stuff up you wouldn't otherwise feel comfortable bringing up. Hmm. Like I've noticed a lot of conversations happening there that I was surprised even came up. I think part of it is just because it is at the end of the day, and because of the nature of the card, you know, you're playing games, so you're you're naturally unwinding anyway, and so that lends itself to being able to be more comfortable to be able to have those kinds of conversations where maybe during the course of the day when you're busy getting other things and you know usually you're involved in meetings and you have a certain set of tasks to do but i think the end of the day kind of lends itself to that along with the card game yeah so but i agree i think it's been uh i think that has been a very healthful or healthy activity to do yeah but if somebody were to walk past and see you playing cards like they'd be pissed especially if it's like your boss or something i mean that's part of the problem right is like you can't outwardly tell that this is actually a very productive time of day in fact there have been days where the most value I provided or and the most value I received was during like the half hour or 15 minutes or whatever of playing cards at the end but any observer that is unaware of that would just think I was goofing off during that time and playing a game yeah I've always laughed when I've heard managers and I, I think managers say this because they want to try and sound like cool or they want to be your buddy 
And they say things like, hey, I don't you know, care what you guys do as long as you get the work done. Like people, I've heard people say that. Mm-hmm. And I always think like, okay, I'm going to bring like a TV in. Like I'm going to wheel a TV in and turn on, I'm going to have ESPN on all day long. And I'm going to get a lazy boy and I'm going to kick that up in the middle of the aisle. And uh, every 30 minutes, uh, I'm going to like blow my vuvuzela on the floor. Like as long as I get my work done. Man, we actually did edit in here at one point. <laughs> right, but like no one actually <laughs> believes that. Like no one, you know does that and that, that's the exact same person that if you started playing cards they'd be like oh playing cards oh it's goofing off okay yeah. yeah you know so I think management generally speaking does a really bad job of understanding what how like how fun incorporate uh, how fun fits into a team and then like staying out of the fun you know I think that the fun aspect is very important for the team if a team values that I, I guess there are some teams I've seen that don't really value having fun but if the team does and that's something that they can be responsible about and they can be accountable to it and they can be transparent about it. I, I think that's a fantastic thing. But staying out of it, I think, is maybe the wrong term. Maybe it's being passive-aggressive towards, passive-aggressively discouraging it. Because I think, like, a manager that participates in it and helps promote it is actually, can actually be a good thing. Sure. Yeah, I think if the, if the team has certain values and the manager can kind of uh, can play into those or can adopt some of those things or be sympathetic, maybe, that, that probably does go a long way. You look perplexed, David. What are you thinking? I'm not perplexed. I'm actually so I'm I'm in a position where I I do believe that I understand the the importance of fun, especially with teams that I'm expecting to be uh, creative and innovative in some of their solutions. I I don't think you can actually do those kinds of activities without being able to have fun. At least that's not been my experience. But I may be in a culture where, you know, that is not seen as the way that you get work done so trying to think how would somebody in that kind of a position in a management role perhaps introduce that concept to a team that has never been exposed to that in a way that can be seen as productive and you know I I think it would be such a I'm thinking of some of the teams that I work with like what would happen with that team if I came in and started encouraging them to actually have fun in some way I, I think it would be a positive thing but I'm trying to think through what the ramifications of that would be with a team that has never had that or you know been allowed to do that yeah I think it would be tough and that's why I think you see a lot of companies that take the approach of like uh, oh we, we need we have developers and so like in order to be a cool place to work we're gonna put a ping pong table because that's what they do in Silicon Valley right like that's kind of the joke you always hear um, but I don't think I think that's exactly the kind of scenario. If you took your average kind of corporate development team and you gave them that sort of thing, I don't think it would make sense. It's like this feels like a trap, maybe. Right. Yeah. So I think yeah. you have to start really small. Um, I worked with a team that was kind of in that boat of like thinking the work was kind of just toil. You know, they didn't like it. And and but for their scrum board, I glued um, Monopoly pieces onto the onto pins. And that was like this little hint of fun, like, ooh, this is a little different. Like, I like the the dog. Like, I want to be the car or whatever, right? And, like, that was probably, like, the foot in the door to exploring, like, having fun while you're doing your work. Um, so I think you kind of have to start really small like that. Like, right. going out and buying a whole bunch of Nerf guns and, like, the Nerf basketball hoop and setting that up in the team room right. is probably kind of overkill at the beginning. Well, and it doesn't really help. I think that's part of, like, trying to create a... To, trying to add a bunch of perks to use perks to create a culture. And the problem is that the culture isn't the perks. But if you ha- if your team has a strong culture, you end up 
like the the, the teams end up kind of creating those perks for themselves. Like sure. they might they might find fun in Nerf guns or whatever and bring them in themselves, and then they are self aware enough to realize one that it isn't decreasing their productivity, probably even helping. And two, that they uh, have the authority to do it because they've built up the trust with the people that they work with. Right, I, and I could definitely see that happening. Um, I think the thought I was having or I was trying to formulate was, would would this actually be a catalyst towards maybe getting a paradigm shift to occur within a team that has been so mired in a, a culture that is you know, the opposite of that? Is this something that could be seen as a catalyst? I mean, perhaps not. Perhaps it is something that has to happen naturally with a high-performing team once they get to a certain level, but uh, I am wondering, right. though, if, it, if maybe this is one of those things. Like if you, it's Because it's so different from what many of the people, especially in the enterprise world, are used to. Maybe just the introduction of something like this might be enough to just completely knock knock them out of their, it's an, their comfort zone. I don't know. It's an interesting idea because I've always thought of uh, a high-performing team generally has fun. So, like, fun is a byproduct of a high-performing team. I've never really thought of the idea of using fun to take a team to have them become high-performing. It, it feels a little off to me. I think that's going to be very difficult yeah. to make that work. I think there's something about, like, I remember back in, you know, in school, you might be sitting in the classroom and you might be trying, like the teacher is trying to teach you something, or there's some lesson or whatever, and like that feels like school, and you're in the classroom, and it's the same thing. But then when you go on the field trip, and you basically are learning the same thing, but it's this entirely different environment, it all of a sudden seems so cool, right? And so I wonder sometimes with you know teams that maybe are trying to explore fun or learn how to um, how to have fun, like if it's okay to test their boundaries. If maybe getting outside of the normal workspace is a good idea, you know, is it a matter of like, hey, let's go work from a coffee shop for, you know, the day or whatever the case may be. Something like that to kind of get outside that zone so that it feels a little bit different Mm. um, to like break the idea that, you know, everything about work relates to the, you know, the kind of stale corporate environment. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. All right. Well, I think we're about out of time. So... Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. And hope your computer didn't fall asleep. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integromtech.com slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integrum Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.